There we go. My name's Todd. And this is Kathy. Welcome back to another episode of uh, Pop Culturing. Uh, we're doing a movie that I like to call um, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. I think most people like to call it that. That's right. Uh, we watched this yesterday. Had so many movies to choose from. We just ran with uh, Fast Times. Uh, not a long movie, hour 27. Yeah, short movie. Yeah, my first, you know, whenever we rewatch these movies, I don't know if I, I probably haven't seen this movie in 20 years, but I've probably seen it 50 times. Well, and that's the thing. As we were watching it, I was like, we could have literally been annoying and recited exactly what they were going to say. Mm-hmm. And even if I didn't remember exactly what they were going to say, I remembered the energy of what they were going to say. I like remembered the whole tone of the movie. And you know what I was thinking as I was watching it? I was thinking we did a either a Zen parenting or pop culturing on Stranger Things. Yeah. And I remember when we talked about Stranger Things, uh, Stranger Things third season, about how there were so many similarities to Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Like, it might as well have been the same mall. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Even the outside shots. Yeah, they shot those scenes after it closed, 9 o'clock at night. I just read all the stuff on IMDb about Fast Times. And oh, really? I don't even know why that's interesting. But So the one surprise that I have, whenever I rewatch these movies for the first time in a long time, the one mm, kind of surprise was not a whole lot happens in this movie. I love it. I love it. Like there's, there's Stacy and Damone and him getting her pregnant. There's Spicoli. There's really Failing. Not, yeah. Yeah, there's Spicoli, who's just like the the comedic. There's Brad kind of going through a crisis. Yeah, but nothing really happens with but see, him. see, that's life. Like, it's just like boyhood, right? Yeah. You know, like the whole thing about the movie Boyhood. Uh, the, so the, like, what's Brad's story? Brad's story is he has a girlfriend. He wants to enjoy his senior year by not being tied down. She breaks up with him, and he gets caught masturbating. Well, like, that's Brad. Well, back up a little bit. Brad... Is in his senior year. He's realizing how cool he is because he's got that great car. Have you ever seen anybody as happy as he was driving to while, school that day? Well, no, while washing his car. He was raised on the radio. He was raised on the radio. <laughs> so Brad is excited because he's got the car. He's a senior and he's been with his girlfriend, who's the girl from Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, Remember really? she was in Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, who yeah. did she play? She was the girl who, she she wasn't Nancy. Mm-hmm. She was the girl who died first, I think. She was the one who was in the body bag who, when she opens her mouth, that like thing comes out. You re- you know that movie much better than I do. Yeah. And we're so, trying to think of a horror movie to do for pop culture. Maybe we'll do Nightmare. Maybe. I mean, it's very 80s. Johnny Depp. Got a little Johnny Depp. And there's some big Johnny Depp news. Uh, yeah, but let's save that. Okay. That'll, okay. that'll take us off the rails. Okay. You're right. So anyway, but then Brad wants to break up with her. Yes. Because he's like, I gotta be single. Cause he's gotta be true to himself. Todd. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's gotta seal his oats or his loins. So his oats. So his loins. He's like, don't cry <laughs> when he's, he's washing the mirrors. With some really, we do swear on the show, but I'm not saying the no, phrase No, I won't that say with. that either. But he's And like, I think in the TV version, they wrote a different set of words. Or they fuzzied it out, right? I, I think they completely redid it for TV. Oh, really? Yeah. How funny. So anyway, and then when once he gets fired from All-American Burger mm-hmm. because of Arnold. Yes. Arnold had to take a piss. Arnold, he's like, hope that, what does he say to him? That was a hope, so a hell of a piss, Arnold. So anyway, he's mean to a customer. He gets fired. This is the raised on the radio. Got it. This is when he's washing the car. I'm just trying to take people back. <laughs> I was raised on the radio. 
feel like they play this song a lot. Nah, it's no? just while he's washing that car. Yeah. What does he call it? The cruiser? Uh, yeah, I don't know. The cruising know. vessel. Yes. So it's a big car. Once he gets fired from All-American Burger, he doesn't want to break up with his girlfriend anymore because he feels really alone. And she then breaks up with him during the pep rally. Yeah. And then almost, I, that's weird to me. Like, did, d- does a loss of a job really make you that much I think it made secure? him feel vulnerable. I think All-American Burger was like the cool place to work. It didn't look that cool. Nick Cage worked there. He did? Wasn't that Nicolas Cage was in, or was Nicolas Cage in the scene? He was barely, why is he even credited in this movie? He's got no lines. Because he's, it's so funny, he's credited in, in the movie as Brad's bud. Right. That's but is it. he working at All American Burger, or is he working at the place that Arnold used to work? I don't know. And Brad has a hard time holding down a job, as we know. Well, um, but he doesn't. He does. Well, he's at 7-Eleven. He's at the pirate place. I know, but let's go through that really quick. Let's just go through Brad okay. really quick. Let's talk so about Brad. Let's talk about Brad. So he is at All-American Burger. He's doing great. He's like probably been there a few years. His girlfriend is there. He's paying off his car. Very happy. He's so happy. He gets fired from there. What he doesn't like, he's depressed that he has to work at the place and wear the hat. Yeah, the pirate hat. The pirate hat. That's why he's depressed. So he eventually quits that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why he ends up at the, the mart. But right. he's a good worker. Right. Because he always has a job. He does. And there's a lot of kids who have jobs in this movie. Stacy, Linda, Rat. Yeah, right. The only one who doesn't is Spicoli. Uh, Damone sells tickets. Yeah, he's, he's a, a scalper. scalper. But don't right. call him a scalper. So I want to compare this movie to a few other movies, right. okay? And obviously these were movies. Like when we saw... No, I'm going to go back further. When we saw Fast Times at Ridgemont High, what year was it? Uh, that's a good question. I should know the answer to that, but I don't. Okay, so pull that up for 1982. me. 1982. I was 10 years old. Okay, so we probably watched it. We didn't. I didn't see it in the theater, but we probably watched it once it came out on the movie channel, right? Or on VHS. Or, or on VHS. So we probably saw it by the time we were. I was in sixth or seventh grade, and we all had seen this movie. We all knew this movie. And as... Being that age, there were some things that were surprising to me, but a lot of it wasn't. Meaning, you mean I, when you watched it originally yes, or now? Okay. Yes. Meaning, I think that as parents and as just adults who are in our 40s, we forget. We have amnesia. We have amnesia about our teen years as we kind of remember certain stories and we kind of, you know, block them out in our brain. We're kind of like, oh, this is what mine was like. And my kids are going through a completely different experience and they they need more support or they don't know what they're doing or can you believe this generation or we're worried about their sexual activity or whatever it may be. And then you go back and watch Fast Times and you're like, oh, same struggles yeah, and taken up a notch. Yeah. I mean, let's just talk about, you know, the sexuality in this movie. And this was based on a real book. That Cameron Crowe wrote about his own high school. Is that correct? In San Diego. Yeah. Yeah. So he didn't like just it didn't come out of his imagination. Yeah. Um, I kind of feel like it's a uh, older version of American Pie seemed like a real high school portrayal. A little bit. Um, I don't know. I just thought that it was there's certain parts of that that completely like, yep, that's the way kids are, like for real. You're right. Like the parties and yeah. the, yeah, you're right. I don't want to be dismissive because I didn't, American Pie was like, I didn't, we were too old to get into it. Right. Well, we were adults. I mean? Yeah. And so we didn't, this, this to me resonates a lot more. 
Um, but I remember being a little surprised by some of it. Like, let's talk through Stacy really quick because and that's Jennifer Jason Lee. So Jennifer Jason Lee is Stacy, who is Brad's little sister. Mm-hmm. And she works, first of all, just the fact that she has a job. Yeah, she's a freshman. And there's a part at the very beginning that I think everyone remembers where she's waiting on Ron Johnson. Ron Johnson. The guy who's the stereo the stereo yeah, store guy. He knows how to work the ladies. He sure does because he said, are you working hard or hardly working? Hold and on. that's a great I think I got line. that. All right. I think we could still be friends. So what can I get for you? How about a meatball sandwich, a medium Coke, and your phone number? All right, let's stop there. Okay, so there's something confusing because, and I don't know if you read this too, but in that scene, while Stacy is waiting on Ron Johnson, some of the other waitresses are talking to Linda, and mm. we'll get into Linda in a minute, don't worry. And Linda says, no, lay off, that's Stacy's table. And the other girls say, she's not even in high school yet. Right. I think this is right before high school begins. Correct. But when you look into the IMDb about Stacy and Rat, it says they're sophomores. Oh, I didn't pick up on that. So there's some discrepancy going on. There's some, either there's like high school doesn't start till sophomore year. Which doesn't it's, make any sense. That doesn't make any sense, right? Yeah. I don't know. So yeah. there's some confusion. She's either a freshman or a sophomore. Because this is why it's also confusing. Linda says you're 15. Mm-hmm. Because when they're talking about her virginity, she's right. like, you're already 15. Right. So 15 is a sophomore. Yes. Okay. So we'll just let that hang out there. Yeah. But so Stacy is supposedly just going into high school. And Ron Johnson is 26, Todd. Yeah. And what's funny is I read that he's actually only like nine months older than Jeff. The actor is only nine months older than Jennifer Jason Lee. Oh, really? Yeah. So how old was she when she made this? She movie? was eighteen or nineteen. Okay. Playing a fifteen-year-old. Got it. She she pulled it off. It was the hair for sure. Didn't she? Yeah, I bought that she was a freshman or sophomore. Yeah, but she tells Ron Johnson she's nineteen. Yeah, yeah. He really romances her, doesn't he? He really does. He's like, what do you want to do? Uh, how about we go to the point? The point it is. Yeah, not just not my... And here's my other question about Ron Johnson. Then we can okay. move on to something else. Okay. Shocked that he sent flowers the next day. Oh, and this is a problem with the movie, too. How does he know where she lives? How does he have Stacey's yeah, maybe address? Maybe they cut that out. I'm not quite sure about that. I just don't think Ron Johnson is the type of guy that's going to spend 20 bucks on a bouquet of flowers. Well, they did date till November. They did? Yeah, that's when he stopped calling. November. So let's just assume that Stacy and Ron Johnson started dating like in September. Right. They had a so, good two months. Okay. Yeah. They completely took cut that out of the movie. Well, and now... And they moved quickly. It's just through a, a exactly. whole year. That, that's what I was going to say is now, that because I've seen it so many times, when you're watching it, you realize how they're trying to demonstrate time. Yeah. They show you the Christmas lights. Yeah. They talk about when the annual's coming out. Mm-hmm. They talk about the spring dance. Like you're, you're supposed to kind of follow right. through what's happening. So... The other thing with Stacy, and this is kind of gonna, we're gonna be all over the place, everybody. Just, as we just usually, join us. As we usually are. Just join us. Why are she and Linda friends? Linda's a senior. Is she a senior? Yes, because she graduates. Remember, she graduates because Doug can't come to the to her um, dance. Not the dance can't come to her graduation. Really? Yes. Well, and that leads us to the next question: Is there actually a Doug? That's an. I think there's a Doug, but I think she's created a relationship in her head that Doug has no idea. I think Doug has more than Linda. Let's just say that. Let's say that Doug and Linda had a weekend or a night or maybe a couple weekends. Yeah. And Doug went away, and Linda's like, "That's my boyfriend for life." Right. 
Belinda's, this is, I think, something we're supposed to see in this movie, too, is sometimes the people who are supposed to be the oldest, mm -hmm. like Damone and Linda, Damone, I think, is a junior, are the most immature. Yeah. Because Linda's immature. Yeah, and just the whole idea that at the end where uh, Stacy and Rat end yeah. up together, like they they have like this mature, like there's she's a freshman and they like I don't want sex, I just want a relationship. Like she's come full, full circle, circle in a very brief amount of time. This usually takes decades to but figure. This that is out. the Demone Linda thing. Linda is influencing Stacy mm -hmm. and saying sex is no big big deal. Oral sex is no big deal. Just do it. Just get it over with. Just do this. Just do this. Mm -hmm. And don't worry so much about how much you care. Just worry about that you're with this person or yeah. that it's it's very surfacey. Yeah. And then Demone is giving advice to Rat that's horrible. Mm -hmm. He gives him the five tips. Yeah. Oh, I think I have the five. Do you tips have the five here. tips? Yeah. I don't think actually, any of them are good. One of my questions to you hey, is Debbie. going to be. I want you to evaluate each of his tips. Well, I know. I thought about him as he was going through them with Debbie Harry. Now, pay attention. First of all, Rat, you never let on how much you like a girl. Oh, Debbie. Hi. Okay, so it's the classic, like, pretend that you don't care. Because it's not fun to know a guy actually likes you and what is what other movie is that from where it's like pretend you don't care uh i think it's from uh seth rogan and um be a steve carell a 40 year old virgin yeah, yeah i think so okay oh, and every other movie and every other high yeah, school. <laughs> exactly um hey debbie yeah all right so that's first one okay two you always call the shots kiss me you won't regret ew Simone. So first of all, the topic of consent isn't quite thrown into that scene. Not yet. Not in the 80s. And or the 90s or the 2000s or the 2000s. Consent just started getting in vogue a year or two in ago. In the last couple of years. Yeah. So I don't want to bust in on his five great tips here, but we were able to see that Damone doesn't really have these skills. No, he's, he's, he's all, all talk. talk. Okay. So go to the next one. Now three. Act like wherever you are, that's the place to be. Isn't this great? I like that one. I, kinda, I was just going to say, I'm like, that's a great tip yeah. just for life. Yeah. Because that's where you are. Exactly. All right, next. Four. When ordering food, you find out what she wants, then order for the both of you. It's a classy move. Now, the lady will have the linguine and white clam sauce and a Coke with no ice. So I don't think that's such a bad one, but you and I have been married, what, 17 years? I don't think I've ever done that. It's kind of, it's a chivalrous thing to do, but nobody needs to order my food for me. I can do it. But my, Rich, my stepdad used to do that for my mom. Yeah, I mean, it's a, and I think your I mom. I think it's kind of like, it, I think it depends on who the man is and who the woman is or who the couple is. And their generation. So if I, I mean? if I said the lady will have a, pizza easy on the cheese it's not necessary i can i can do that myself mm. and i wouldn't be mad at you necessarily especially because we've been married this long i'd just be like what are you doing i'm gonna do it just to see how it goes but you're not gonna like choose my oh, order no no i'm gonna find out what you want i'm gonna okay. say the lady's gonna like the crab cake sandwich but isn't yeah because i do get that a lot what is what's the point though it's as if you're in charge of the dinner and that i don't have a voice I don't I, like that. I think this is the ambiguity about there's sometimes when you like, you know, there's that part in Wedding Crashers where he's like, make you feel um, risky and also safe at the same time. 
And there's this like paradoxical thing going on. I think between couples, you want to be taken care of, but you also know you can stand on your own two feet. Yes, I just think I can order my own food. I don't think you ever have to do that one for me. Are you going to get mad if I try? I'm just going to say you don't need to do that. I got got it. I got it covered. I'm still going to try, and I'm going to try to do it with a straight face. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) And five. Now, this is most important, Rat. It comes down to making out whenever possible. Put on side one of Led Zeppelin (laughs) four. not Led Zeppelin 4. No, this is Cashmere, Cashmere. off of Physical Graffiti. graffiti yes. So I read two things about this. Okay. One, uh, they couldn't get the rights to, to Led Zeppelin 4. Yeah. Now, my question is, why would Robert Plant and Jimmy Page give them rights to Physical Graffiti and not Led Zeppelin 4? Like, what's the difference? I have difference? no idea. And the other thing I read is that maybe this is uh, the, the director showing us that rat doesn't know what he's doing that's what i thought the whole time yeah that was what the message i got even the first time i saw it because i knew you know when we were that age we knew led zeppelin yeah and i was like oh my god rat has the wrong album on and you know it's not cashmere is not the most like romantic song well and neither is side one of led zeppelin four which i believe starts with this okay I guess I could see how that might be a little bit more gonna make you sweat, gonna make you groove. How often have you sang this song? Like this, this whole sound is so our generate. Well, I mean, I know it came out before Um, we were in high school, but how often did you listen to this? Like all the time. What would be? um, So I don't know if Led Zeppelin really does the romantic aphrodisiac type of music. Uh huh. Like, I'm thinking of something, like, bad, like Celine Dion or something well, like that. She wasn't around back then. No, I know. But can you think of anything? Um, I think that I don't know if there's one person to listen to. I think you listen to a really good mix. What about this, sweetie? You don't, you don't listen to the Total Eclipse of the Heart. You don't think so? You know what I miss? What? I miss the radio. Because what was fun about the radio is you would turn it on and you didn't know what was going to come on so you could just enjoy whatever came on. And if there was a song that you didn't like, you were like, it's okay because the next song will be good. Do you know what this is? This is when you and I were in college, they had um, 80 CDs and you got to choose one song. Now the jukeboxes have everything, anything. Anything. And it's worse. Oh, it's a I would much rather have a limited selection. Me too. Which is weird. Like, why would you ever want to limit your own selection? I need something to choose from because if they're like, oh, what song do you want to hear? We could play any song ever. It's not as fun. Old school jukeboxes, like like you said, it was contained. You only had a certain number of songs. And I remember, I think it was in our 30s, when you could start putting in more money to stream a song that Mm -hmm. wasn't on there. And it being overwhelming to me. Being like, how am I going to choose? Like, I have to think. Like, I literally wanted to start writing down songs I love so I wouldn't forget. Now, I haven't put money in a jukebox in ages, Todd. That's your problem. Um, So can I say something about Damone that I was kind of cracking up about last night? I have a lot of thoughts on Damone, but go ahead. So random thought. There is somebody that could be Damone's sister who is also from an 80s movie who talks like him and looks like him. 
and you're never going to get it. So you're saying this fictitious character, Damone, uh-huh. has a fictitious character in your brain uh-huh. from another 80s yes. movie. Yes, First person I thought of is Ali Sheedy from Breakfast Club. No. And that doesn't make any sense. No. Uh, <laughs> it's, I couldn't stop thinking. And so this will tip it off. It's a girl pretending to be a guy. Oh, she just one of the guys? Right. Yes. Doesn't she look just like Damone's yes. sister? Yes. So her name's Terry Yeah. in Just One of the Guys. Yeah. And she's a girl who is a writer who wants to win a contest. So she goes to another high school, pretends she's a guy, and basically looks and talks like Damone. Really good journalist. Um, undercover. Super undercover. and But then she falls for the guy. That's right. And then you love his... Her, sis, her brother, Billy. Yeah, he's hilarious. And um, He's just like a big hormone machine. He is. And uh, what's his name's in it? Zabka. Johnny. Johnny. Johnny's in it. Our yeah. guy from Cobra Kai. So anyway, I just kept thinking as I was watching Damone, I'm like, man, that's totally... Well, and I used to watch Days of Our Lives with my grandma. Yeah. And Damone, whatever the character, whatever the actor's name is, yeah. he played a guy named... God, what was his name? Like, he was a gang, he was a gang member. Really? Yeah. And he was bank. He was friends with Pete Jannings. You remember Pete Jannings from Days of Our Lives? Um, and his name was Speed, something like that. So Demone. 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 And the actor who plays Demone was in Days of Our Lives for quite some time. Oh, interesting. I don't. And he basically played the same guy. He just played Demone. So his name in real life is Robert Romanus. And let's see what else he was in. Um, he was in Life and Career. Um, oh, it says oh Robert, uh, that's the wrong guy. He he appeared in Styx's rock opera Kilroy was here, and here it is. He was on soap opera Days of Our Lives as Marvin Speed. Speed, Seleko, Seljako. I can't pronounce. I don't it. remember. He was on from 1983 to 85, mm-hmm. and then he was on Young and the Restless as Lou. And then he guest starred on every show from the 80s: Chips, Facts of Life, 21 Jump Street. Will and oh, Will and Grace. That's fairly recent. So anyway, yes. so I have no idea what I'm about to play, but okay. I found some on YouTube called Scene Study. Robert Romanus. What does your character need? So he's basically giving acting lessons. Okay. Let's see what. Let's hear what he has to say. Okay. <laughs> let's go back to the beginning, okay. and he, you need to get his attention. Be more mad. Yeah. I'm <laughs> furious. Okay. You know, you you've lived some life. You're a dancer. He's giving acting lessons. Well, he's an actor. He's been successful. Guess how many people have viewed this video? Uh, 20,000. 76 people. Oh, Damone. Not- <laughs> Damone. Oh, sorry. Uh, Sweetie, now it's 77. Yes, now it's 77. All right. Um, so you want to say a few more things about Damone? Well, just the obvious thing about Damone and what he does to Rat, yeah. which is get Stacy pregnant and all that. Like, he's a horrible human being, right? He has some horrible moments. All that aside, he, they were friends. I know. He was nice to Rat. Rat was kind of a nerd. I know. So like, I guess my only realization I had after watching this yesterday is he did some, he made a two, poor choice. two really bad choices. One is to even put yourself in a position to hook up with your buddy's girlfriend. Right. And then to not, to... To get somebody pregnant, like take ownership and, and not support her and, and not, not show support up. her and all mm-hmm. that. Put that aside. He was he he and Rat were good buddies. Well, and this is the thing that's interesting. He went he went and got his wallet for him. 
well, but then he was kind of a jerk and he's like, you left your wallet at my house. Like, just kind of slide it to him. At least he got it. So, okay, this is the thing about this movie. You know how you said, let's go backwards. And you know how you said that it's kind of about nothing. Mm -hmm. And so, which is similar to Boyhood, which is just about kind of day in the life. Similar to, um, you know, basically we don't need huge dramatic things to happen because the things that are happening in this movie are hugely dramatic to them. These are life altering experiences, right? These relationships are the most important. Now, the thing about Linda and Damone is that they are paradoxical. Mm-hmm. They are kind of really crappy friends, and then they have moments of being fully supportive. Like, for example, like Linda doesn't give Stacy great advice, and Linda pushes a lot of things on Stacy that she's way too young for. But then, when you know, when Ron Johnson doesn't call. Linda's like Stacy, you're better than that, and gives her a you know boost. Pep and talk, then yeah. when Damone totally bails, she writes little prick all over his car and all over his. Uh... It's a really suiting term, isn't it? Yeah, it's interesting. Just one word, just trying to get at a guy. That's a good word. That's he's doesn't like it. Yeah, and he, I think he, and you know, interesting Damone. They spend enough time. Showing you that he's trying to get the money to help Stacey. Yeah, that's the other thing. He's trying. He's His trying. buddies aren't paying him back. Right. And, and if he doesn't have it, I mean, I suppose he can go ask his mom or his dad. Well, and he still has a car. He should have called her. He should have, he should have right. shown up. Pick, pick her up. Like, here's that, this is the thing. These are teenagers. Mm-hmm. And what this movie demonstrates is that we are many things all at once. And when you're learning who you're going to be, you're going to make a lot of mistakes along the way. Like, there's just no way to not. So I wanted to talk about Amy Heckerling okay. a little bit. The director. Correct. So- I kind of got like a burst of like happiness when I remember that Amy Heckerling directed this movie because female director. Yeah. And it probably wasn't happening a whole lot back then. I can't think of it at all. And meaning I don't remember besides like the movie 13 was directed by the same woman, Catherine. She's known for the, she was a writer for Clueless. The writer for Look She Who's directed Talking. Clueless, too. Oh, she directed mm-hmm. it. just says on IMDb that she was a writer. Mm-hmm. She um, directed. Or maybe she didn't. Maybe she didn't, Todd. I want to say that, but I might be wrong. No, she directed Clueless. Yes. She has 20 uh, director credits. Royalties, Weird City, Red Oak, Rake. I've never heard of any of these things. Gossip Girl, uh, The Office. She directed an episode of The Office. Clueless TV series. Mm-hmm. Clueless movie, Look Who's Talking. Fast Times, National Lampoon's European Vacation. Yes, I was going to tell Johnny you Johnny Dangerously. Oh my gosh, that's my fave. I love Johnny Dangerously. I, I miss the bus. You miss the bus. We all miss the bus. <laughs> Magna cum laude. Summa cum laude. The radio is too laude. <laughs> When's the next bus? Oh my God. I love Johnny Dangerously. You know what? We were just talking this morning about Michael Keaton. If you uh, want to talk about the 80s, he so wasn't good. in Fast Times, of course. But we were talking about how much we loved Ken in Toy Story 3 because we just watched it again because it was Michael Keaton doing what he does best, yeah. like when he was in Johnny Dangerously, yeah. like when he was in Mr. Mom. Now you little muskrat. He's just the best. So, okay. So anyway, I just was excited that this... And it had a sensibility, like... And again, I don't really know a ton about Amy Heckerling except, you know, obviously the movies that we've seen that she's directed, but it felt richer. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like Brad was kind of a jerk and he was kind of great. Yeah. And same with everybody yeah. else. Same Not everybody's Stacey. either all good or all bad. Right. There weren't a lot of like villains. Mm-hmm. It was just we're ev- we're all like even Spicoli, like Spicoli is like 
an amazing character in this movie, and obviously, you know, everybody knows who that is. Um, but at the end of that movie, when Mr. Hand comes to his house and they're going through the book, he knows history. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not really saying it in the yeah. greatest way. But Mr. Hand's like, okay, yeah. that'll do. Yeah. You know, you'll you'll pass. Yeah. And just the fact that he's obviously such a... There's many ways in his life that he's not giving his full effort. Yeah. But then there's part of his life that's really interesting. I want to go back, and I think there's three or four sex scenes in this movie. Okay. One at a time. All right. Ron Johnson, the stereo stud. And he... Stacy. <laughs> Stacy. <laughs> Stacy, the only time you see a parent is when... Stacy's mom is saying goodnight, honey, that and is then the she gets only out. Of, time. That's the only parent you see, other yep. than like Mr. Han and Mr. Vargas. Exactly. So then they and do they're the, teachers. Yeah. So they do the stupid thing, like you want to go to the point, and he just wants Ron. To have sex. Ron just wants to have sex. She's like a sophomore. They're in this on this park bench, and I know like kids do crazy things, but like not a. I, I guess it probably encapsulates a bad first sexual experience. Um, for sure. Right? For sure. And I'm sure girls look at that scene a lot different than guys. The guys are like, sweet, you got some. Right. And the girls are like, oh my God, I either know what that's like or I know somebody who has been in that awful situation. And what's unfortunate about it, and this is what can, and the movie I think was trying to say all of the above, yeah. is that the, it's kind of what Linda set Stacy up for. Oh, it's no big deal. Mm-hmm. Just get it over with, which is not a great message. Yeah. Um, it's not good for mm-hmm. anybody involved. And so, yes, it's a bad first experience, but it's almost like Stacy doesn't even know that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like she doesn't even know what she's supposed to want or what she's supposed to feel. I mean, this is the, the challenge of yeah. women in these situations. And who knows, like Ron Johnson, I feel really separate from because he's 26, but the other guys like. And what a sleazeball. Let's say Ron Johnson. <laughs> Ron Johnson is 26. He thinks that Stacy is how old? 19. 19. Even that. Like, what are you doing? And he knows she's not 19. He says, are you really 19? Yeah. She's like, yeah, I really am. He knows. He's not an idiot. Yeah. She is like 14 or 15 years old. There's yeah. no way. I mean, I guess I'm saying that he's to blame for that. And I'm, you know, obviously this is... This is statutory rape, let's, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, when she is saying she's 19. Mm. So I'm not trying to, you know, this this gets all really messy. Sure. But what I'm saying is that just that whole experience, like that you're going to take a girl out and take her to a place that it sounds like everybody goes, yet there's nobody else there. Yeah, I feel like, is it a school night? Like, where's everybody yes, else? Yes, it was a school night. Oh, really? Yeah, because oh. her she was going to bed at like 9 o'clock. <laughs> I hope so. And how naive is that mom? Like, well, Todd, I, you know, like, didn't you ever go out your window or no. like sneak out? Oh, I did. I snuck out. Yeah. I and I got busted for it too. But that isn't that crazy. That's, maybe I would have. I just didn't have a window to go out of. So you would never like come home and be like, I'm home and then go back out. Mm-mm. You never did that. I don't think huh. so. Interesting. I did. Not to say I didn't get in trouble, but I got in different type of trouble. Yeah. Like I got brought in the police station one time for kicking a beer can or something but it was i Ooh, never that's snu- horrible you kicked a beer can <laughs> i was like 13 there, there's right. people drinking beer let's yeah. just say that but i'd never snuck out so that that's one of those scenes where i could relate to yeah. that because that was you you know you would say you would either sneak out um or you would do the everybody would say they were spending the night at each other's house and you're gonna make you sure your mom out. listens to this podcast she knows this i oh. got in trouble oh. this oh. is not news how'd you get busted 
Um, well, once I got brought home by the police Ooh. in seventh grade, cause we did the, seventh grade. we did the, everybody staying the night at each other's houses. Yeah. And so we were walking around and again, small town chief of police was one of my best friends, fathers. Yeah. So he didn't like take us to the station. Right. He drove us home. Yeah. He knew where I lived. Yeah. So that wasn't like an arrest situation. That was like, and probably it's funny if I could go back, I bet it was only 11. How much trouble did you get into? Uh, pretty much. Grounded? A lot. Yeah. I mean, I don't remember. I just got in trouble. Okay. So this isn't a sex scene, but it's when uh, Linda is showing Stacy how to give a blowjob. Right. The carrot thing. They really do that open in the cafeteria as if guys aren't going to notice that. I just feel but like... see, Linda wants them to, Todd. Oh, really? Of course. Oh. Like, or she doesn't care. Yeah. Because she thinks she's kind of above it yeah. and she's mature. This is, again, her... She's... She needs power. Mm-hmm. Like, I look at Linda so differently than I did when I was sure. in, you know, middle school. Yeah. Where Lynn, and I know everybody loves Linda, and I love Phoebe Cates. Yeah. And I think that she has moments of being a good friend, but I also think that There's she... one moment in particular I'm a big fan of. <laughs> um, speaking of which, yeah. Brad. Right. You're taking care of yourself in the bathroom Correct. thinking about Linda. Right. Lock the door. Right. How can, you know, that's... But he says, doesn't anybody knock anymore? You never trust not, somebody knocking when you are doing that. She got water in her ear. Yeah, bad timing. Linda got water in her ear. Poor Brad. Yeah. That's a tough, tough, tough scene. Certain parts of that scene is really easy to watch, and certain parts of that scene is not so, so easy So why don't you play the song? Um, which song is, is going on? I don't even remember. It's the cars living in stereo, moving in stereo. Um, it's not on here. Well, you can find it. You've played it before on this show. Have I really? You want to know why? Why? Because they played it in Stranger Things. Course. Remember, I was like, oh my gosh, they're even playing the song from. So, what does Linda say? I don't know. I think she says. She says something like, you know, Brad, something about how cute you are. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So in his fantasy. Yes. Yeah. It's funny. I could actually pull that. It's funny. I'm actually getting it in both ears. I think that's the whole point of this song. Yes. It's kind of cool. Moving in stereo. Yeah. So they use this in Stranger Things when Billy is a lifeguard. Oh, that's right. And he walks out. Remember? Very good. Yeah. Very good. So, yeah, Brad locked the freaking door. And then the last sex scene is when Stacy and Demona are having sex. Um, they filmed it with him getting full frontal. Oh, really? Yes. And they had to take it out because it would have gotten an X rating. Interesting. Which is interesting because you never saw guys doing full frontal. You barely do now. Hmm. And Amy Heckerling's like, screw that. Like, we're showing our body, yeah. you show yours. Well, amen. Right? Like, it, and I, the, here's the thing is like, we're like, it's okay because this is the male gaze. Yeah. But nobody wants to see this. Right. But if we're telling a story, mm-hmm. are we just looking at them to be for a titillating thing? Right. Or is this part of the story? Right. And I feel like it was part of the story. Well, absolutely. And that scene 
is brutal. Mm. And again, you I think when we were in middle school and high school, we laughed at it and made fun of Damone or felt sorry for Stacy. But as an adult looking at that, mm-hmm. it's horrible. Yeah. I mean, just every single second of it. The fact that, first of all, that Damone, like you said, decides Stacy comes on to him. There's no doubt about yeah, she's it. She's the aggressor. She's the aggressor, but you have a choice in that moment. And Stacy, you know, is inappropriate as she is in that moment. And actually, you and I realized that she, before that scene, while she's sitting in Mr. Hand's class, she's doodling and she's doodling um, Stacy Damone. Mm-hmm. And she's drawing a picture of him with his arm around her. Like she's dreaming about him. And what does she see in him? Well, do you remember Damone goes by and hits her locker and yeah. helps her open it? He is the opposite of rat. He's yeah. confident. Yeah. And she thinks that it's cool. Yeah. So she, you know, yeah. It's hard to listen to this song without thinking about it. Everybody thinks about this scene. I know. Can you feel it? Yeah, I guess I did. I gotta go, Stacy. Oh, jeez, Damone. I really gotta gotta go. go. He's gotta go. He's so terrified. He's like, what did I just... Now, is Damone a virgin? No. You don't think think so? so. No. And I don't know, but if he is... That's a big leap for us. I could see him be it like all talk. Like he has never done this before. Well, I mean, sure. Seems like it. Right. I mean, through action. Yeah. You know, I I don't know. Yeah. I don't know either. I, I, the only reason I'm saying no is because I think he's supposed to be a junior or senior. Mm -hmm. I, so that doesn't mean anything though. Like I don't want to make assumptions. Right. Because you know what that does. I don't want to be an ass be made out of you and me. That's right. It would do that. So. Um, okay, a few questions, because we're already 38 minutes in. Okay. Uh, we talked about Damone. We talked about if Linda has a fiancé. Doug. Do, so here's some questions I have for you. Did girls really have a Pat Benatar look? I didn't know any girls who had the look, but I loved Pat mm-hmm. Benatar. Like, I, I didn't know any girls who had super short hair who wore the, you know, the headband. Mm-hmm. But it was a very relevant person in our world. Yeah. Um, what's with the restaurant that Stacy and Rat go on a date? The German restaurant? Not a good call. What you know, are they doing there? I, I don't know. And I think that's part of the humor is that I think that They're trying to act like grown-ups. And they're in these chairs and they're tiny in these chairs mm-hmm. and they just keep ordering Cokes and the waitress doesn't want them there. Right. And I think he's just trying to pass time until Damone comes there with his wallet. Yeah. Uh, I got to play a few different Spicoli clips. Okay. Because it's good. Wait a minute, there's no birthday party for me here. <laughs> oh, Mr. Han, what's the reason for your truancy? Just couldn't make it on time. You mean you couldn't or you wouldn't? It was like a full crowd scene at the food lines. Food will be eaten on your time. Why are you. Okay, so that's one. Wait, the best part is coming up. When he calls him a dick? I no. forget which one this Continuously is. late for That's this right. class, oh, yeah. Mr. Right. Spicoli. Why do you shamelessly waste my time like this? I don't know. I don't know. That's good. All and right. then he, tell, he says he's going to leave it on the board. And, and Spicoli happy. likes it. He's like, all right. He's like, all right. Am I hallucinating here? Just what in the hell do you think you're doing? Learning about Cuba, having some food. 
Mr. Spicoli, you're on dangerous ground here. You're causing a major disturbance on my time. I've been thinking about this, Mr. Han. If I'm here and you're here, doesn't that make it our time? Genius. Certainly there's nothing wrong with a little feast on our time. You're absolutely right, Mr. Spicoli. It is our time. Yours, mine, and everyone else's in this room. But it is my class. Hamilton, Brandt, Cornfell, up front. Mr. Spicoli has been kind enough to bring us a stack. How happy are you if you're one of those kids? Oh my God, you're so happy. And the how, pizza looks so good. And how mad are you that you're not one of those kids? Like he didn't call your name. I know, and there was only two pieces left. And how mad are you if you're Spicoli? Very mad. Um, one thing that's funny is when he does come in the room and says there's no birthday party for me in here, Yes. he has a bagel in his pants. Yes, he does. <laughs> like it's there's great. so many, right. like so many... Like, what's happening? Like, that, what Sean Penn did with that character, there's so many details that he just, there, obviously, we talk about how he embodied that and he totally went for it 100%. But, like, why is there a bagel in his pants? Like, what's the story there? I don't know. I don't know. And I don't think he likes talking about he that role. He doesn't. He doesn't. I've heard that. James Lipton yeah. uh, asked him about it and he answered just because it's James Lipton. It's inside the actor's studio. But, anyways, my last funny. Spicoli scene. Okay. My brother's gonna kill us. He's gonna kill us. He's gonna kill you and he's gonna kill me. He's gonna kill us. Hey man, just be glad I had fast reflexes. My brother's gonna shit. Make up your mind, dude. Is he gonna shit or is he gonna kill us? First he's gonna shit, then he's gonna kill us. Relax. Alright? My old man is a television repairman. He's got this ultimate set of tools. I can fix it. He can fix it, sweetie. And then he looks at all the destruction and says, I I can can fix fix it. it. So let's talk about the fact that Spicoli, the vans that he wears throughout this movie, all my children wear now. I know. Talk about something that came back full circle. That's something that did age quite well. It did. Like even the colors, Mm -hmm. like he has all these different colored checkered vans. And in my entryway, there's like pairs of these. So. It is kind of cool. And let's talk about his best friends. Eric Stoltz, Anthony Edwards. Yeah. And they all the best scene is when they all come off come in and take their shirts off. Do you have it? I think I do. So they're going to it's at the beginning. They're mm. going to All American Burger. So Brad's still working there. Well, this is just the end. This is the culmination. No shirt, no shoes, no, no die show. <laughs> How often did you say that? We used to say it all, all the, time. the time. Of course. <laughs> um, and then Brad see. says, live it. No. What know it. Live, live it. it. No, learn it. Learn it. Love it. Live it. I don't know. <laughs> Something just, to that effect. We just destroyed that line. <laughs> Who knows? Um, so I have some random facts I can share with you, or I want you to rate... Um, Quality of human beings from best to worst, and I have a few. So before we get into quality of human beings, let me just say a few things that are totally random. Because okay. we're talking; these are just random things I wrote down while we were watching it. Stacy's classes, all of her classes, she's with upperclassmen. Yeah, so not, not real, real realistic. No, right? because if she is a freshman or a sophomore, which we're still what she doing here, with juniors and seniors? Why is she in classes with juniors and seniors? Um, I we already asked about how Ron Johnson knows her address. Um, and his love for meatball sandwiches. <laughs> and the bagel and the pants. Um, worse, da, 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 da. 
oh, this was kind of a Stacy and Rat thing, just real quick. After they go back to Stacy's house and her parents are gone and Brad's out, she goes into her room and says, I'm going to change clothes. And then she's wearing a robe. Yeah. Stacy is a very sexually aggressive person. She's aggressive. Yes. Um, And I think a lot of that is being pushed by Linda. Mm -hmm. I mean, again, I'm not blaming. I think it's being pushed by Linda. And I think it's being pushed the fact that her, her parents are not. In the picture. Yes. Do you think? Are we supposed to believe that? I think that they're kind of like parents that just aren't hanging around very often. Well, here's the thing. Let's talk about the 80s. And as many people say about the 80s, if you grew up at that time, which we did, there was a lot of benign neglect. Sure. It's like why when we talked about Stranger Things, which my children love, I'm like, you see the way they live? Mm -hmm. That's the way your dad and I lived. We were gone. Parents didn't know where we were. Parents didn't know where we were. We were on our bikes. We had our own lives. And I think that Fast Times is demonstrating that. But it's hard to be like, oh, her parents are bad. Yeah. Because I think that was a culturally normal thing. Yeah. Don't you? Yeah, I do. They just weren't around. I know. Um, so let's see. Oh, one more thing. Little thing that Todd and I picked up on this time. Uh, so when Brad is making his delivery in his like big hat from the place that has the seafood, yeah, he there's a woman that pulls up next to him in the car, and he's kind of flirting with her, and he forgets he has the hat on, yeah, and she's laughing at him. Not a good look. And we figured out that was Nancy Wilson. Yes. From Hart. Who is Cameron Crowe's former wife. Right. And I bet it was his girlfriend at the time. Probably. Because they were married through Say Anything, which was many years later. Yeah. But then they got a divorce. Yes, they did. So a lot of little, lot of little um, details in this movie that we picked up on this time. Um, anything else nope, in your that's notebook? that's it. That's it. So uh, two sad entries that I oh, found no. out. So I'll start out with the sad ones and then try to be a little more upbeat. Jennifer Jason Lee's father, Vic Morrow, died in a helicopter accident on the set of Twilight Zone, the movie, about three weeks before the U.S. release of Fast Times. Wow. I don't think I knew that. And that's what it said on IMDb. It's possible that it's not correct, but it's what it said on IMDb. Hmm. That's awful. Yeah. Um, And then the other awful thing about this movie, Lana Clarkson. She played Mr. Vargas's wife. She was oh, yeah, in I remember. one moment at yeah. the very end in the high school dance scene. Clarkson was murdered by music producer Phil Spector <gasps> on February 2nd, 2003. She's actually younger than Jennifer Jason Lee, who plays a student. Wow. Wow. Right? And then Phil Spector was on trial for that. Yes. Wow. Yeah. That's information. Right. Um, sweetie, the film has three actors who later won. Oscars. Can you name them? Nick Cage. One. For what? Uh, for Leaving Las Vegas. Yeah. Um, let's see. Not Jennifer Jason Lee. Not Phoebe Cates. Don't tell me, please. I'm not going to. I really to. want to do this. I'm not going to. Um, not Judge Reinhold. Not, I'm trying to, not Damone. Damone did not win an Oscar. Not Rat. So they're, they're going to be total random people, right? No. We've already talked about them quite often. We have, oh, duh, Sean Penn. Yeah, for what? What did he win it for? He won it for- won um, two Oscars, actually. He won it for Milk. That was Best Actor. And he also won it for yep, Mystic Pizza. No, Mystic Pizza, Mystic River. Mystic River, yeah. I say that every time we talk. He was also nominated for I Am Sam. And Dead Man Walking. And Dead Man Walking and Sweet and Lowdown. Oh, yeah. Whatever that is. He was a musician in that. So you got two out of the three. What's the last one? Okay, I can do it. Not Eric Stoltz. 
not Anthony Edwards. Uh, give me like a little hint, not of who they are, but like small character in this movie. Okay. Um, this will give it away, but football has something to do with it. Oh yeah, Forrest Whitaker. For what? For he was that dictator. Yeah. Um. The. The. Um. It's got a long title. What I is know it? which one you're. I don't know. I'm gonna pull it up though. Sweetie, while you're pulling it up, I have to play this to redeem ourselves. All right. Put Hold it right on. in the mic there. I will. Learn it. Know it. Live it. There you there go. There it is. Um, he's got one Oscar win for The Last King of Scotland. The Last King of Scotland, yeah. And he was also in um, Color of Money. Forrest Whitaker? Yes. Hmm. Which I thought he was good in. Um, a few more things before we close shop. Justine Bateman was offered the role of Linda, but declined. Instead, she preferred to star in the TV series Family Ties. Which you know what? She could have years. been Linda. They look very similar. Yeah, but I'm glad it was Phoebe Cates for... <laughs> the scene with Phoebe Cates is, I think, still considered like the number one nudity scene. It is. Right? It is. Why? Is it because it's from your childhood probably, and so it's new? Probably. Um, I mean... That's a good question. Everything it, looks really good. Well, and I it's not like that. it's pornographic. It's a woman showing her body. Right. Whereas there's more like sleazy, sexy, pornographic type but scenes in rated R movies. But that's not sexy. It's just graphic. She, she was sexy. Well, she, it was quite, it was just beauty. It, it was, was just beautiful. beautiful. She is beautiful. I mean, there's no interpretation going on. It's like looking at a piece of art on a, on a wall that's at a, a museum. It's She's like, beautiful. My goodness. Um, so that's Justine Bateman. That's all I had. So just a few other side notes. Uh, so we know that, um, you know, Oscars are coming up and Marriage Story, which is Noah Baumbach's movie that Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson are in. Skojo. Skojo. So Noah Baumbach used to be married to Jennifer Jason Lee. Oh, wow. And... That's who the movie's about. It's about their divorce. Mm. And so in the movie, if you've seen Marriage Story, you remember that part of Scarlett Johansson's character, they talk about how she was in a movie where she showed her boobs. Mm. And that's what she was most famous for. Mm. So it was talking about Jennifer Jason Lee. Obviously, that was about her. But Jennifer Jason Lee has showed her boobs in lots of movies. I know, but she was most famous for mm-hmm. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Sure. Jennifer Jason Lee, we, we talked about Marriage Story a little bit before. She kind of had a big air, period of time where you didn't see her. Yeah. And then she came back. She was nominated for an Oscar. Yeah, she was. For best performance by an actress in a supporting role, The Hateful Eight. You know what? I remember, and I don't know if this was five years ago or 10 years ago. I feel like my 30s and 40s are very blended together. But there was a period of time where people like, she's one of the greatest actresses Mm. of this generation. Yeah. You know, she didn't, and she may not have had the same amount of opportunities as a lot of the other actresses, but the thing she was in, Mm -hmm. she did a really good job. Yeah, she was in Hateful Eight, Dolores Claiborne, never seen that. Um, single white female, which I thought was good. So, yeah. You liked Bridget Fonda, though. I did, and I do. Even though I haven't seen Bridget Fonda in like a decade, where's she been? I don't know. Um, and then the last thing is that w- just worth mentioning because Phoebe Cates is married to Kevin Klein. Yes. And they're still married. Yeah. They, they, they might make it all the way through. And Todd loves a movie that the two of them are in together called uh Kevin, i love you to death i love you to death oh my god there's some funny mo- funny moments in that movie it's not the best movie but is that where they met on that movie 
I have no idea, but Keanu Reeves and William Hurt are in that movie. River Phoenix. River Phoenix. Tracy Ullman. It's this really, I mean, I don't think it's as funny as Todd does, but because he loved it so much, we watched it a lot and there are some funny lines. Basically, it's about that they keep trying to kill Kevin Klein and he doesn't know it. And so Todd used to, so there's, Kevin Klein never feels good because they've like shot him and given him poison and everything. So he's always like, I got a virus. He's got, for a virus? (laughs) For the hospital for a virus, he's got a bullet hole in his belly. (laughs) It's, and it's supposedly funny. loosely based off of a true story. Oh my gosh, you're kidding me. I'm not kidding you. Um, so okay. this was fun. Um, if anybody has any suggestions on what we should do next, we have a lot of different ideas, but if anybody's like, oh, you got to do this or that, please let us know. Well, I will just say that Fast Times at Ridgemont High is definitely one of those first movies that is ingrained in my brain. Yeah. Um, and that it was fun to go back. For those of you who are like, oh, I remember some of the things you guys are talking about, but I don't remember it. It's worth going back. And I still don't think it's appropriate for kids, even though I watched it when no, I was in middle not. school. Most most movies that we watched when we were younger were not are not appropriate for kids. Which is funny. I'm getting my own amnesia yeah. because I, I thought it was appropriate for me. I yeah. thought I could handle it. Our kids can handle more than we give them credit I for. I know. I guess I'm not going to be the one to say, hey, kids, want to watch Fast Times? Yeah, go if, watch it in yeah. secret yeah. like <laughs> we used to, right? right? I'm not going to bring it up to them. But it was it was really good. Uh, this podcast was brought to you by Zed Parenting Radio. Zed Parenting Radio, the podcast where we talk about parenting zen-like. Oh, that's a really poor introduction. Zen Parenting Radio has been around for nine years, nine years. almost 10 years. And we talk about self-awareness, consciousness, mindfulness, and how to be your best self so you can be your best self for your children. Best predictor of child's well-being is a parent's self-understanding. Boom. Drop the mic. Boom. Uh, see you guys in about two weeks, hopefully. All right, bye. Remember to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode and feel free to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. It helps people find us. Also subscribe to our Zen Parenting Radio podcast where we discuss self-awareness and mindfulness, sharing the latest research and pop culture. We're on our ninth year, but there's still always something new to discuss. Do you want more Zen Parenting? Check out our third podcast, otherwise known as Team Zen. One of our team members described it as an advice column meets group help meets like-minded community. With your $25 subscription, you get two live Zen Talks with an opportunity to ask us live questions, plus a Facebook community where you can interact or just listen to like-minded parents. If you can't join us live, you can still access all the Zen Talks through the Team Zen Podcast app. Zen Parenting Conference 2020 is February 28th and 29th. We'll be discussing sex ed, gender, anxiety, neurodiversity, and healthy relationships. Go to zenparentingconference.com to get your tickets. Interested in inviting us to speak at your conference or organization? Go to zenparentingradio.com and submit a speaker request. And while you're there, check out our upcoming events or you can purchase one of my three books. If you ever shop via Amazon, you can help us out by first going through the Amazon link under the Support Us link on our homepage. It doesn't cost anything to you, but we get a small commission from Amazon. And guys, I have a one-on-one coaching practice. It's called Coaching for Guys. You want to achieve a better work-life balance or deepen your relationships with loved ones? We can talk in person, phone, FaceTime, you choose. And don't forget about Tribe Men's Group. We have a virtual community from men all over the world. Head on over to tribemensgroup.org or shoot me an email at Todd at ZenParentingRadio.com. It's an opportunity for guys to come together and talk about what really matters. Finally, I want to give a special thanks to our founding partner, Jeremy Kraft. He's a bald-headed beauty, and the company he has is Avid. They do painting and remodeling throughout the Chicagoland area. Go to avidco.net or give him a call at 630-956-1800. Thanks for all your love and support, and keep on trucking.